This is Burning Brightly, a podcast for Christian moms who are feeling called to build a business and share their light with the world. I'm Bonnie Wiscombe, a life coach, mom, and entrepreneur, and I'm honored to be your guide as you face this business building adventure full of highs, lows, and everything in between. This is where we help each other find the courage to shine. Welcome back, my friends. Today, we are going to talk about haters and trolls. Wah, wah. Not always a fun topic to talk about, but if you are in the online sphere and you are putting anything out there, you will soon be familiar with haters and trolls. So who are these people? Haters and trolls are, by definition, someone who purposely attacks online personalities. That might look like abuse or teasing or mocking or some sort of scorn. Sometimes they openly disagree with the personality, but not usually in a kind manner. It's not usually seen as an open and kind discourse. Instead, it is an attack generally. Now, when you first show up online, this can be disturbing. I'm not going to lie. The first time you will get a negative comment, it will probably make an impact on you and not necessarily a positive one. Your first mean comment will cut deep. That's generally how it works. So today we're going to figure out how to think about these comments about these people and what to do when you inevitably get noticed by those who do not like you and who decide to say so publicly. Very kind of them. (laughs) Okay, so first off, I want to define who a hater or a troll is. Now, haters are still children of God. I feel like that's a really important thing to remember when you are attacked online. These are still people and they are still God's children who are feeling for some reason a need to attack you or what you stand for, right? Now, while cruelty is never okay, I'm not justifying these people in the least, it can be helpful to remember that the person being cruel is also a person. They're a human being. And chances are probably good you have also been guilty of being cruel once or twice in your life, maybe more than that. We all struggle with our own self-worth, with judging others. And so when I get a mean comment, If I can first remember, okay, this is another human being on the other side of the screen, it can help me avoid lashing out in my shame or anger or whatever feelings are coming up for me. As we know as Christians, Christ teaches us to turn the other cheek. And nowhere, I would argue, is this more necessary than within the field of online commenting. The the hateful online dialogue that is present on every platform is really alarming. And I think that it is something that every last one of us has an obligation to try to fix. And we can fix it if we refuse to return hate for hate, okay? Now, here is who haters are not. They are not a representation of who you are. Neither are their comments. They are not a representation of how your business is going. Chances are good the haters have no idea how your business is going. They just don't like something you said or how you looked or what your hair was or, you know, the size of your butt. I don't know. They just don't like something about you and they're going to make a comment about it. They are also not a paying customer or client. I will talk more about this later, but that's an important caveat. They are almost always irrelevant to your business and what you are putting out there. Okay, they are just noise. So remember that. Now, the first reaction that we get to a mean or nasty comment is often shame. We talk a lot about shame in coaching and in therapy because shame feels so bad and we know exactly what sets it off. An insult, us feeling badly about something, a criticism of of one kind or another. We get negative emotions coming up for us when someone says something mean to us online and shame is a predominant one. Now, why is shame a predominant emotion. Shame 
comes when we do things wrong or when we feel like we've done something wrong. And when a hater comments something about us, it very rarely, I think in my experience, means that we've done something wrong, but it's someone making us feel like maybe we have. We could take that as truth or some form of truth, and that's what brings up the shame. So that's the interesting thing about hateful comments is sometimes these insults can reflect your own mean girl thoughts and feelings about yourself. So if you get a mean comment, maybe I should say when, when you get a mean comment, immediately ask yourself, do I think there's any truth to this? And if you do, it's going to hurt a whole lot more than not. So let me give you an example. If someone were to come to me and say, you're just a dumb blonde, that would not affect me in the least because I have brown hair. (laughs) It is highlighted. I never, ever, ever resonate with the term dumb blonde because I'm not a blonde. It's factually inaccurate. Maybe dumb a little bit. Okay, sure. Sometimes I act a little dumb. However, if your brain acknowledges any truth within their statement, there's going to be some shame. Okay? So that is a very, very fascinating concept and requires us to do a lot of thought work when these mean comments come up. So when those words hurt you, because you will get comments that don't bother you, which is great. Great place to be. But you will get words that hurt as well. And when they hurt, ask yourself this, what am I making this mean? Am I taking this to heart because I think there's truth to it? What is coming up for me? If there is truth to it, what does that mean? Is that bad? Am I embarrassed about that? Am I ashamed about it? Ask yourself lots and lots of questions. This can be a great time to do a thought download. Somebody says X, Y, Z. These are all the thoughts that are coming up for me because you will have a lot of thoughts about it. Now, confronting a hateful comment is an incredible opportunity to do massive amounts of thought work. So use these comments as a chance to dive into the thoughts that are causing you pain. Because remember, the haters cannot cause you pain. They can only put neutral words on the internet and then your brain can make them mean something. If every time you read a mean comment, your brain just said, oh, that's too bad. They must be having a hard day. How would that affect you? You probably wouldn't at all, right? Now, that would be a very higher level order of thinking. I don't know a lot of people that can immediately think like that. But with practice, we can. Or with practice, we can understand why those comments are bothering us. Okay. Now, John Acuff, a famous author who is a really fun guy to follow, uh, both on social media and on this podcast, said this, criticism that costs nothing is worth nothing. Isn't that a great comment? Great quote. He says, this is something my wife Jenny says to me often. It means if it costs someone 30 seconds to leave a mean comment online, it's only worth 30 seconds of my time. He continues, if a close friend had to be brave to tell me something hard that I needed to hear, that costs them a lot and is worth a lot to me. Don't give an hour of your day to a hater's comment that only cost them 30 seconds to leave. Because I guarantee that hater is not walking through their day thinking about you all day long. Probably not anyway. I don't know. I'm not a hater. Um, But you might keep that in the back of your mind all day long. But but this is great advice to remember. Criticism that costs nothing is worth nothing. It costs them 30 seconds. It's worth 30 seconds of your time and then move on, right? Now, here's the next point I want to bring up about haters and trolls. We need to acknowledge that these people spend time tearing others down for a reason. Instead of building their own thing, they're out there tearing others down. Why? Who knows? We don't really know. I'm sure every person has a different reason. But one of the reasons might be because they feel threatened. Might be because they see someone like you out there making the world a better place and they are not doing the same, which means that you don't need to give them any attention because they're not your competition. They are simply noise. Now, I want to share with you guys a story that I read a while ago that has impacted me and I think about every single time I read 
a hateful comment. I'll include a link to the article in the show notes so you can read the entire thing yourself. I highly recommend it. It's fascinating. But a writer named Lindy West was quite used to hateful comments. She said they were not a surprise for her until one day a troll on Twitter created a fake Twitter account in her dead dad's name. So pretty low. And he continued to tweet things to make her feel awful about herself. Things how he was so disappointed in her as a daughter, how his other two children were successful, but this daughter was an embarrassment. Horrible, horrible things in the name of her deceased father. It doesn't get much worse than that. Now, she said that she was so used to hateful comments that she generally just ignored them. But in this experience, it was so painful that she actually responded to it publicly online and said something to the effect of, I'm a real person. Can you please desist? But the best part of the story comes next. Several months later, she got an email from this troll that said, I want to sincerely apologize for my actions on Twitter. I was hurting and I did something that I am embarrassed about. And I've since deleted all the accounts. And I want you to know that I apologize, which was so shocking to Lindy that she that she responded to him. A bit of time later, when she wanted to write an article about trolls, she reached out to him again and asked if he would be willing to be interviewed. And he said yes. And it was such a fantastic interview. She just asked him what he was thinking, why he did those things, not to shame him, but to just better understand where he was coming from. And he said this line that I'll never forget. He chose to hate her, Lindy, the author, because she didn't hate herself like he did. I think he saw some similarities in the two of them. And because she was successful and happy, and he was not, he used her as a target. Now, this article taught me so much about people who show up hatefully on the internet. They are real human beings, and many of them are hurting. It was such a poignant example to me of first seeking to understand before being understood, as Stephen Covey says. What an amazing story that ended on a much happier note than many. Now let's talk for just a second about why haters even exist. Why are they a thing? I think personally, it's because the internet is so anonymous. It's so easy to have that keyboard courage and to just type anything that comes into your head and not face any consequences. Let's think for the last time when you or I saw something that we hated. Maybe it was an ad campaign or a weird shirt or a hairdo or something. Generally, that dislike or hate is limited to our own brain or maybe we'll tell our friends or family members. But with the internet, you can share that distaste with the entire world very publicly. And that feels really good to people who are very angry about things. Haters also largely avoid the negative fallout of calling someone names. They don't see the person crumble. They don't witness the tears. They don't see how it affects another human being on the other side of the screen. It is a scary thing to have the power to disseminate hate into the world with almost zero consequences. Now, we could have a whole other discussion about what hate does to the inside of you, even if you don't see how it affects someone else. But the consequences of seeing what it does to another person are largely avoided when you type something nasty on the internet. So the internet is a prime opportunity for people to share their distaste of something, doing so publicly, unkindly, and without consequence. Now we need to talk about who we label as a hater or a troll. We need to be a little bit careful about this. Not everyone who says something that you disagree with is a hater. And not everyone who says something that sounds mean is a hater or a troll. I think we can all acknowledge that sometimes messages sent via text can come across a lot more brusque than intended. Have you ever sent a text to a friend and they were offended by it and you meant absolutely no offense? 
There's no tone. There's no facial expressions. There's no body language. It is very, very easy to be misunderstood through text. So if a comment rankles you, you can first choose to think, what if they didn't mean anything by that? What if they weren't trying to offend? What if I just read that wrong? Or what if they typed it in a way that was genuinely curious and I took it as an insult? I've actually made some friends this way by asking for clarification on a comment instead of immediately assuming that they meant harm. Sometimes people will leave comments that leave me scratching my head, but I try to always respond with kindness and curiosity and tell me what you meant about that. Or really, that's interesting that you think that way. Tell me more. Looking to understand instead of be understood. But of course, there are those who are really meaning to stir up hate and make people feel awful. And in these situations, I highly recommend not drawing attention to that comment. These people want to stir the pot. They want to get attention. They want to show everyone how they made you have a bad day or they, you know, made an effect on you in some way. They want to anger you or provoke you. If you are seen as an expert or a teacher in your field, especially, or if you're just an easy target, they would love nothing more than to see you get uncomfortable or have some sort of a reaction. If you've ever been in the comment section of any platform online, you can see how this is true. There will be 500 positive comments and the one negative comment gets 50,000 retweets and responds and, you know, it's the nasty stuff that gets the most attention. So anytime we can ignore it and just let it go away, it's going to benefit us. Now, you don't have to be stoic. If a comment makes you cry, it can make you cry. That's okay to go feel feelings and feel bad about what someone said to you. But please try not to give them extra attention. I've seen this multiple times when an influencer will get a negative comment and then they'll make another reel or a post about it and share the comment. And I'm thinking, you're doing exactly what that troll wants, giving them more attention. Do not give them the time of day. Do not give them validation and do not allow them to stoke the fire. I highly recommend just quietly ignoring and deleting the comment. But again, ensure that it's truly a troll comment and not just one you disagree with. Sometimes there have been comments that I've wanted to delete, but instead I've responded kindly or I've just ignored them and they go away. I've determined that mean comments generally belong in three main camps, and I think it's important to differentiate them. The first one is just pure trolling, and that is name calling or tearing you down, calling you fat or ugly or any other name in the world. These can be safely deleted and ignored. They are completely useless, especially if it's something inappropriate that someone comments on your page. Just ignore it and delete it and don't let anybody else see it. Now, the second type is a little bit more authentic. These people are not just looking to tear you down, but they might be feeling badly about themselves and they just don't believe your success or your point of view. Maybe you're teaching something that they don't agree with or they don't think that it's possible to be successful like you've been successful. They might come across as a troll, but I think they're an important learning opportunity to show people that faith is required to become like you've become, right? Especially if you are an influencer in some way that is showing people some sort of transformation. Let's say weight loss, because we always use that as an example. Let's say you've lost weight and you want to teach others to do the same. You might get quote unquote trolls saying, oh, that's not possible, or I've tried that and that hasn't worked, or you're just teaching unhealthy habits, et cetera, et cetera. That sounds like it's coming from a person who does not believe in their own potential for success. And so they're tearing you down to feel better about themselves. So we can learn from these and we can offer them some of our own beliefs so that they can believe in themselves. And we can hopefully turn them from doubters into believers. So that's kind of fun. Now, the third type is a little bit different from the second type. This third type of mean comment can be those who have real legitimate feedback for you or they just disagree with you. Maybe you are teaching people how to get healthy through a 
keto type diet and you get a plant-based person on there who hates everything you post. That's okay. Doesn't mean we have to delete them and block them. We can open up to this and start a real dialogue and say, that's so interesting. I'd love to read the research that you have read on this. Not as a challenge, but as a genuinely curious need to understand. Allowing ourselves to understand these people can help us broaden our own horizons and grow, which is kind of the whole point of Earth Life. I'm actually really grateful. Now, I'm not great at this. I'm not perfect at this by any means, but I'm grateful for the times that I've been able to put my pride aside and to stop and listen to those who are very strongly opposing me. And I have learned a lot of things. I've changed my position on a lot of things because I've been able to stop and listen. Again, there have been many times when I have not listened and I have countered, maybe not kindly, but I have been able to learn a lot and I encourage you to do the same. Now, let's go back to the comment I made about paying clients or customers. Here is a warning I will leave with you. There is a difference between haters and paying clients. A disgruntled or unhappy customer needs to be addressed. They cannot just be shoved under the rug and branded a hater. This has happened a couple of times recently in the coaching community, and there's been quite an uproar over it. If someone has paid you money and expected some sort of product or resource from you and they're unhappy, that needs to be addressed. You can't just ignore them and delete their comments. Well, you can, but you probably won't have a business for long. (laughs) If you throw a paying customer under the bus, especially publicly because you don't like their feedback, I consider that really immature. It's also catty and it's really bad business practice. Again, news will spread and you will not be in business for long. If a customer brings negative feedback, don't treat them like a hater. Just listen, lean in, allow yourself to get uncomfortable and again, remember, if you are uncomfortable, it might be because you believe there's some truth in the, in the matter. And if so, great. That's an opportunity to change and to improve your product or your service. Work to make it right as much as humanly possible. Ask yourself what your integrity and your honesty is worth. And I think it's likely worth whatever refund that customer wants. You want to leave people happy as much as possible. Now, will there be customers and clients that are never happy? Absolutely, because that's human nature. There are some people that can never be made happy. But by and large, if someone has paid you money and is unhappy with the product or service, you want to make it right. We've all heard the expression, the customer is always right. Now, that's not literally true, but it is something that you need to believe is true if you want a successful business. Just assume they're right, give them what they ask for, and move on. Now remember, friends, haters can be a great way to remind yourself that you are putting good into the world. Nothing good comes without opposition. So you will see opposition on your path to becoming a Christian business owner. It can also be a fantastic chance to manage your own mind and emotions. Give it a shot. Go listen to episode 20, Head, Heart, and Hands. That gives you a brief overview of the model. That's a great way to manage your mind if some of these negative feelings and thoughts come up due to a hater or a troll. The quicker you can get to a place of peace with the discomfort that comes from failure, embarrassment, and of course, criticism, the quicker you will find business success. And I can't wait to see you there. Okay, friends, we'll talk next week. Are you ready to get started on your dream business? Join Finding Your Side Hustle, my digital course that will guide you through discovering what it is you love and how to turn it into a family-friendly business. Are you ready for one-on-one support as a mom or entrepreneur? Schedule a free coaching call with me to work on the goals you have for your life, including business success, weight loss, or better relationships. I can't wait to help you make progress on your dreams. 